0: Welcome to Doctors in the House. My name is Dr. Daryl Hill, and it is my pleasure to be back here with you in the House. And today we were fortunate to have a special guest, Dr. Janice Trent. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Dr. Janice Trent, and I am an audiologist and owner of Hearing Healthcare Services located in
0: Bowie, Maryland. You know, it's funny, Dr. Trent Janice, if that's okay. Sure. How far do we go back? We've been knowing each other for a while now. A long time. A long time. A long
2: time. Yeah.
0: And and today, like always, we're going to be bringing to you important health issues. And today, our focus will be on hearing. As simple as this might be, Doctor Trent, why is hearing important? Go ahead and share.
1: Well, hearing is one of the most important things that we have. You know, we've got all these senses to touch, the sight. Oftentimes we forget about hearing, we don't talk about it enough, yet as I talk to people I discover how impaired they are Mm -hmm. when they can't hear. Um, And it has a drastic impact on their lives, yet oftentimes they don't have the resources to know where to talk, where to go to, to get the necessary evaluations, to find competent people who will, if necessary, put hearing aids on them and not charge them an arm and a leg, Mm -hmm. and then just generally just know how to work with hearing loss. Uh, you know years ago we would talk about hearing loss and everybody associated if you were deaf then you're also dumb now that mm-hmm. really referred right. to deaf and not being able to talk right. okay but a lot of people still carry that stigma and so they associate the fact that okay I don't want anybody to know I can't hear because then they're going to think I am dumb and of course mm-hmm. now they're thinking intellectually right. dumb. Right. okay right. and that has nothing to do with it at all mm-hmm. uh, so they just are having difficulty hearing and so just kind of getting people over that hurdle mm-hmm. to help them understand now you know everybody has hearing loss just like we have different degrees of vision and if you've got a hearing loss and the most important thing you can do is get evaluated see Mm -hmm. your doctor get a referral to an audiologist and so that so that can be taken care of
0: exactly and you know it's funny because the hearing not just what you just said but how much it can affect your quality of life that's a big deal and I don't think too often me as an internist we get a chance to just stop and focus on hearing so I'm really glad to have you here in the house and one of the things we like to do is educate and besides just educating about hearing and audiology why don't you go ahead and just tell us about your your background your training what it takes to get to be you
1: all right well I have been a certified audiologist for uh, 33 years I got my bachelor's degree from Hampton University Institute at the time. HU! And and when I went to school, I really didn't know what I wanted to major in. Mm -hmm. And so Hampton said, okay, figure out what the three things that you like, and let's go around and look at those those areas. So it was education, it was psychology, and it was nursing. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across the Department of Communication Sciences and Disorders, led by one of the few African-American PhDs by the name of Dr. Robert Screen, Mm -hmm. who had his PhD from uh, University of Michigan and uh, introduced me to this whole new world of speech-language pathology Mm -hmm. and audiology. Never heard of it. My father says, can you make a living? Exactly. That's important. Yeah, really. So but we found out, yeah, I probably could make a living. It took a minute. Mm -hmm. But so I got my uh, bachelor's degree, really mostly in communication sciences and disorders with an emphasis in speech. And then, of course, I went to Northeastern University in Boston and majored in audiology uh... and then i went to the university of florida in gainesville and got my doctorate all with an emphasis on audiology uh... we are a few in number when we talk about african-americans in the profession maybe there are three or four hundred phds if that many in the country Wow! Uh, but uh... we're we're growing and the whole field is growing and people are are becoming more uh... more advocates uh... for hearing and so that's been a, a wonderful opportunity
0: for us well we are lucky to have you in the house today I'm just curious, when you look at your your vast educational experience, what did you like most about your education?
1: What did I like Tough most? Tough question. Then. Yeah, Tough it question. Is. Well, you know, I really appreciated <laughs> the nurturing that I got from Hampton. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal nurturing, phenomenal exposure. Um, and then, of course, this is a helping profession. Right. So the opportunity to, to work in so many different areas uh, was just... Phenomenal for me um, and to see this is something different and so you know I, everybody in medicine everybody knows about but you know So many times when I, I go in and I talk about this area uh, There's like this big question mark that comes across people's faces because right. they're really not sure about what it is that we talk wh- That we're talking about so that opportunity um, To say we can I can make an impact here. This right. is something that people have never heard about and so it's a real opportunity
0: I think it's interesting too because someone like you <gasps> You could work with children, mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. Or are you specializing? Do you see both in your practice? I
1: really see both with an emphasis in geriatric care. Okay. But uh, I do, I'm willing to see both when necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can imagine me as an internist, diabetes, blood mm-hmm. pressure, stroke. You know, I see my share of hearing issues. And I know you and I have had a chance to even work together mm-hmm. a few times. Sure. So I appreciate all the help you give my patients but give us an idea what are some of the usual medical challenges you see that lead to hearing issues?
1: Well this is a topic that we're just trying to get out to folks. We are finding that hearing loss is one of the comorbidities for diabetes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for dementia Mm -hmm. for cardiovascular disease uh... and oftentimes uh, cancer uh... oftentimes it's kinda lost a little bit uh... but patients become frustrated Uh, I really, I have a a cute little anecdote about my ophthalmologist. I went to see her, and she was like, Jan, what do you do? And I was explaining to her, and she said, well, how am I going to know if somebody comes in the door? And so I said to her, you know, if you turn around and you're taking your notes on your patient, and they don't respond, or they say, huh, maybe that's a cue that you need to send them Mm -hmm. to me. She said, okay, yeah, give me your cards. And so she dilated my eyes, sent me out to the waiting room to wait, and the next patient was an elderly man. And he came in and, and she's talking to him, and the daughter finally says, You know, we can't hear you. You're not looking at him. You've got your back. And so she comes running out. Wow. She said, Jan, I've got somebody wow. for you. So it's that kind of thing mm-hmm. of not realizing that when you have your back to somebody with a hearing loss, they might hear your voice, but they don't mm-hmm. understand a word that right. you're saying. And so then that becomes an important thing. It, it makes
0: me wonder, too, how many people are really reading your lips, too, versus hearing you, yes, too. a lot. So very exciting, very glad to have you here today. When you look at some of the tools of the trade, we're going to talk about some of your tools, but just give us an idea. What do you keep in your bag of tricks to help diagnose and then treat people, too?
1: Well, to diagnose, of course, I have an audiometer, and of course, when you come to my office, you will sit in an eight-foot sound booth. Uh, for that for me to do testing, so I have two booths I have an eight foot sound booth, and then I have a four foot sound booth. Those are all um, standard test procedures and then an audiometer so you 're going to come in i 'm going to put you in a comfortable chair and we 're going to put headsets on you mm-hmm. we don 't have the old fashioned headsets anymore. We have mm-hmm. these very nice little soft insert tubes that we stick in your ears, wow. and um, we do a couple of things when we test one. We want to see the softest level you can hear and understand. So you'll hear things like, I want you to say the word baseball, cowboy, hot dog. But each time I present the word, the word is being presented at a, a lower intensity okay. level. Okay. Okay? So what I'm tra- doing is I'm searching to see the softest level that you can hear then I'm going to give you pure tones you're gonna hear the beeps this is the old-fashioned when you hear the beep raise your hand now we're a little bit more sophisticated press the button Mm -hmm. and so when you hear the beep I want you to press the button and I should get some correlation between how soft you heard the words and the average of what you responded to in the pure tones that lets me know that there's some reliability then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make sounds loud enough for you to hear comfortable like 40 dB Mm -hmm. up and I'm just going to give you a list of words and here I'm looking at your ability to process what you've said. I'm sure you've had people who've had strokes,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay, and um, sometimes the result of the stroke they either they can't speak or they don't understand what you've said. And so that's one of the things we're looking at. When the sound is presented at a sufficiently loud level, can you process it? Can right. you give it back to me? Because that tells me a lot. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it tells me, ah, I got to send you right back to the doctor. Right. Maybe we're looking at acoustic neuroma or something. Okay, right. So those are some of the signs that, that we look for. Um, And then, frankly, aging. The big word for aging is called Mm presbycusis, and it has many, many, many different dimensions to it. But all of that has to do with the breakdown. So the basic hearing battery includes assessment for soft speech, assessment for soft tones, and then checking your ability to understand, to discriminate. Once sounds are made loud enough, can you understand what's being said?
0: Wow, that was a lot of information, and uh, I'm hoping we're all learning something here. You know, it's funny, too, because right now we're living in a whole new society mm-hmm. when it comes to our iPads, iPods, oh. and all the music. Yeah. I'm curious, what are your recommendations to people oh. when it comes to wearing their their headphones and turning up that music, listening to Jay-Z?
1: Turn it down. We know that they did a study, several years, the, the, uh, Kresge, Kenneth did a study and found out that a longitudinal study between children from the 80s and the 90s, and they found out that in the 90s, that's when we started with the iPhones and the Mm -hmm. iPads, and there actually has been a decrease in teenagers' Mm. hearing levels. Not significant, you know, 10 dB, which is more than it should have been when we compared it to the Mm. students of 1980s. And what was the problem? The problem was that they're turning up their music too loud. They're listening to the music all day mm-hmm. um... they're going down into the metro you know the metro was loud right, right? right so if the metro was 85 db and you can't hear your music what do you do mm-hmm. you crank it up right. and then when you crank it up you're you're pushing the limits of what should be a, a normal comfortable mm-hmm. listening level right, for you right. and so then you, you potentially could be causing damage if mm-hmm. you're sitting in the metro for an hour hour and a half you don't want to hear the noise here so you crank up the music but it potentially can
0: cause harm. And that's a good point too because all through training and now in the office we talk about we know about loud exposures Mm -hmm. causing problems. We know about the people who work around airplanes. Mm -hmm. We know about the people who who work around shooting guns. Give us some other examples of those exposures which can cause problems later in life.
1: Okay well OSHA, Occupational Safety and Mm -hmm. Hazards, says that if you are working, uh, I think it's 90 dB dB
0: mm-hmm. of noise. You must. Let me stop you for a second. Uh Just give an example. 90 dB. What What does that mean? Because I know you keep throwing the dBs out there. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a lawnmower. Okay. Sitting right here. Mm-hmm. That's loud. Right. Okay. Very loud. S- very loud. And so if you're sitting in that, for if you're working around a a boiler or a some mm-hmm. boiler something that's really loud, mm-hmm. uh, you have to wear headsets for eight, but you can only be there for eight hours a day. Okay. Okay. With headsets, eight hours a day. If that goes from 90 to 95 dB, still wearing the headsets, but you can only sit there for 40 hours a day. Okay. If you're sitting there and it goes from 95 to
0: 100 dB, Mm
1: -hmm. you can only sit there for Two hours.
0: So, a lawnmower would be how many dBs?
1: Roughly about,
0: that's about 90, 90. dB. Okay, 90. okay. 90
1: So, but as at the, based on the, you know, if you're working in a factory, a lot of loud noise, OSHA mm-hmm. uh, now says that you've got to wear ear wow. protection. And people don't realize, just, you know, that five, it's a log with this kind of scale, but that the loudness increases exponentially and mm-hmm.
0: can cause some major damage. Right. And it's not damaged now, maybe, but later in life?
1: No, it can be damaged now. Arose. You know, traumatic, a, a gunshot by your ear. Bam, you've wow. lost your hearing. Wow. Uh, it can, you can so, and typically the hearing loss is not a flat loss. We know that the hearing loss occurs around three and four thousand hertz. It's got this little drop. Sometimes it recovers at six and eight thousand hertz. But you know, three thousand hertz, we're talking the th, the f the S sounds. Mm
0: -hmm. All right? So you're struggling a little bit. Wow. Okay? Yeah, and as I listen to you, I'm thinking about what this means for younger people Mm. in the classroom who can't hear. So it's got to be pretty important for our young people to figure it out early.
1: Well, it's more important for our parents to figure it out
0: early. Uh, We've
1: got to identify children early on. Now, Mm -hmm. we already have the universal hearing testing. So every baby Mm -hmm. that is born is screened for a hearing test Um, we know the research is out that if we can identify and put hearing aids on a child regardless to the severity of hearing loss Mm -hmm. if we can amplify that child by six months of age we can have that child age appropriate in kindergarten when the child reaches kindergarten but outside of that six month period the child will do well but there will be some delay right and our biggest problem, to be quite honest with you, is, has been getting parents to accept the fact that they have a hearing loss. I don't want my child to have those things hanging behind their ear. What are wow. other people going to right, say? Right. And oftentimes, parents are reticent to go ahead and put the necessary devices on. Now, giving them credit, oftentimes they say hearing aids are too expensive and I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Almost every state in the country provides hearing aids for children. If really? You, yeah. If you are financially unable to afford it, almost every state in the country ma- mandates that children receive hearing aids. Okay. And it's just a ma- matter of parents being advocates for their children
0: to make sure that they get what they need. Now normally for that child, would this be a permanent condition, you think? Oh yeah, think yeah it's probably so. Okay. Yeah.
1: But the child who gets hearing early hearing aids early on is going to progress just like a normal hearing child mm-hmm. versus a child who doesn't have any hearing assistance and then comes out and I have a a child patient I'm thinking about now um wasn't didn't act on it until she graduated Mm -hmm. from high school Wow okay and here behaviorally she came into the office head bent down not feeling real good about herself Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't give me eye contact and uh, you know the mother said I don't know what's wrong so I put her in the booth and we started talking at 65 DB she picked up her head and she's talking to me and wow. I thought, oh, my goodness. So I brought her out, and I just put a sample <laughs> pair of hearing aids. And physically, you could see this mm-hmm. slouched-over child. The sh- head came up. The shoulders went back. Mm. And she could hear. Now, now she's my best ad- advertisement for hearing aids because she wears them all the time. Right. She pops in my office. She's bright. She's perky. She's doing well. Yeah. But we could have helped her.
0: Mm-hmm. early on.
1: Had we had, and I don't think it's mom's fault, more advocacy on the education part to mm-hmm. make sure that children are receiving the services that they need.
0: Uh, normally when you have um, hearing problems are there other medical conditions that might run with it? I know sometimes different um, disorders might be associated with other conditions. What are you looking for?
1: For Well, it, there are some syndromes with mm-hmm. okay. children. You know, Usher syndrome, you know, will have mm-hmm. uh, a situation of vision and hearing loss. Okay. Uh, we know that many times children with Down syndrome will probably have more of a conductive hearing loss initially because of everything that's going on in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but many of them also have
0: um, sensory and hearing losses as okay. they get older. Wow, wow! I'm really excited. I think I'm learning, and I'm Good. being reminded of some important information to tell me um, when you look at going to a sporting event say mm-hmm. a basketball game or a football game or being at the club what are you what kind of recommendations might you be giving to people who do those kind of exposure
1: monitor where you are if mm-hmm. you're sitting in front of the big speakers that are amplifying for everybody in the room mm-hmm. you need to move Wow okay if you are sitting there and your head starts vibrating you feel like their blood pressure is going up Mm -hmm. you probably are experiencing noise exposure now we know remember back in the day that we used to go party okay back in the day and we'd come out from (laughs) the nightclub old school and we'd come out from the nightclub and we'd say oh man it's so peaceful out here everything would be really nice And we're thinking it's just peaceful. Well, in reality, we probably had what's called a temporary threshold shift. Mm -hmm. We've lost our hearing because we've been sitting in that noise for such a long time. Wow. Okay? Now, nice to know that some of our cells rejuvenate. So we go to bed, we wake up in the morning, and we're fine. Right. Okay? But we do experience a little bit of a hearing loss. One
0: of the things I want to do is is save it for the second segment after our break, and we share some of your toys Mm -hmm. Um, I want to hear more about the pricing a little bit more because I know with some patients who have um, been in that situation there have been issues and with other patients there's been no issue as far as cost goes I'm hoping we'll be able to share with our audience a little bit about that.
1: The the latest occurrence is that insurances are now Mm -hmm. paying for hearing aids so Blue Cross Blue Shield Federal Mm -hmm. you can get a very nice hearing aid from Blue. They they have a $2,500 benefit Oh really? Yep. Okay. Uh, GIHA has a very nice benefit. United well, Healthcare
0: has uh, nice benefits. And that's good to know. Uh, since we're on a topic somewhat, why don't you share with the audience, what have you seen? So much has happened now with our aging population. What are you seeing as a reflection from a hearing standpoint with the demographic changes? Well, we certainly have our, our,
1: our seniors who are losing their hearing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, you need to understand that there are 42 million Americans with hearing loss. 37 million of them are probably adults. Mm -hmm. Only 20% of those individuals get hearing aids. So we're really, there are a whole lot of people going, huh, around here, okay? (laughs) No, is it because they don't know,
0: or they can't afford it, or a little bit of both? In denial. Okay.
1: okay. Okay, it's, the, it's okay. the third one. They're in denial. They, they don't want to acknowledge that they have. So, what you're the, saying
0: is, we need to get some invisible ones too that are maybe cosmetically appealing. Yeah, we have that. We have that too. Right. And, and why don't you tell me this, if you could? Uh, I know studies have been done where when you're married, there's something about not being able to hear your spouse. <laughs> have you heard about that study, <laughs> oh, by yeah, the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Share, share with the audience. About okay,
1: that. well, I tell you about. <laughs> Ninety percent of the men who yeah. come to, into my booth and sit in that eight foot booth and I say, well, why are you here? The first thing they say to me is my wife says right, I right. can't hear. <laughs> now, that can be good and bad because mm-hmm. uh, they may have a hearing loss mm-hmm. or they may be ignoring their wives. Okay, so that's kind of like there's, there's a good side and then a bad side and you pick out which one you want. Right. Okay uh... so but we do know that most of the time it is men although the demographics is changing right now but we know that men have been in the military many of them Mm -hmm. have been exposed to noise noise in their occupations Uh, and that has been the early onset of of hearing loss uh... but you know women are 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 now having those experiences also but that's the first thing we're talking about Mm -hmm. um... and so you know when i put a man in the booth and i I test his hearing sometimes i can say uh... your wife was right, you have a hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes what I have to say was, well, your hearing is fine, but in all fairness to you, there is a difference between hearing and listening. So mm. now when we see, if we mm. choose not to see, we can close our eyes. Right. When we listen, when we hear, we don't have the option to close our ears. And so what we do when we don't want to hear something is we ignore it which is okay you can ignore but -hmm. sometimes you can ignore the wrong thing so I always try to couch it and okay you're sitting around the house you're used to the family noise in the background your wife is talking to the kids or talking Mm -hmm. and you hear all that and that's almost like a sweet lullaby to you as you're going about doing your your everyday activities okay and then your wife says something to you and you, she's halfway through her conversation when you realize, "Oh, honey, you said what did you say?" Now that inf- may infuriate the wife because her first <laughs> assumption is, "Tell me you've been down this room before." <laughs> <I> infuriate. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so then the wife is upset because you haven't paid attention. And so, what I will typically tell tell for spousal relationships I will say have Mm -hmm. your wife call your name honey Mm -hmm. before you start the conversation get your attention so Mm -hmm. you can hear but you only listen when you're paying attention wow so when people pay attention then they they can focus
0: I like that that's important anything else you want to share with the audience when we talk about things that can be done to preserve other than the obvious um, with the exposures wearing um Hearing protection, things of like that nature. What other kind of things can patients do or people do to protect their their hearing as we get older?
1: Um, you know, there's really just really just watching yourself around noise is really mm-hmm. the major, the mm-hmm. major situation, um, and, and, and getting your hearing checked. On a regular basis, I can't tell you the number of people who've come in my office and they're 60 and 70 years old. And I asked them, well, When was the last time you had your hearing test? And, well, you know, I was in elementary school and we did that test. So I'm still seeing a lot of folks who are not, that's not on their right. regular right. checkup scale. Yeah. And it really needs to be on their schedule.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So why don't you mention, um, what about wax buildup? Oh, yeah. Um, putting Q tips in your Please ears. Don't do that. I know. Don't you hate that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why don't we talk about that a little bit? So, I do
1: <laughs> wax removal. I've been, I've been trained to do wax removal, and I have a couple of fun things I have in the office. I have uh, an irrigator that mm-hmm. just uh, irrigates the, the ears. Uh, it's specially programmed so that the temperature mm-hmm. will not cause dizziness, mm-hmm. uh and the pressure is such that it won't burst an eardrum, right. okay? Uh, so, I can irrigate. I also have a little vacuum that, that just kind of sucks suctions Mm -hmm. the wax out and I have a little pick I don't like to use the pick that much but I can I can do that Um, that is real important to do but and I also in the process of picking have pulled out lots of q-tips really so uh, people who buy the q-tips from the dollar store Mm -hmm. where the glue is not that great on the stick oftentimes the cotton swab stays down their ear. Wow. Okay? Mm. So what happens is that they're feeling like their ear is stuffed. Oh, it is. So I usually have to take a little alligator clip and just kind of go in mm. and we can pull that out. But uh, that, now, that's typically Now what for
0: those people who might, some people produce a lot of earwax. They do. What do you recommend to those people? When I get this question, um, I'm just curious how you might answer that question.
1: Oftentimes they just need to see me. I have some people who come to see me every three months mm-hmm. and um, the amount of wax that comes out is amazing to me. Yeah, um some people. they they just and it's just them. You know, they're asking me why. Well the wax is produced down in the ear canal. And it gradually inches its way out. There are hair, hair fibers in the ear canal that actually act as a wave to kind of push the wax out mm-hmm. of their ears. But for some people, the wax doesn't come out. It just right. sits there. And for those individuals, the best thing for us to do is we can use some of the odor, over-the-counter things, Debrox, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Muracell. There are a couple of different companies that have wax softeners that you right. can use. Uh, but oftentimes, we just got to bring them over there and just use an uh, irrigation and uh, get it out of their ears.
0: And I think it's incredible too, you know, we're talking about earwax and sometimes how soft it might be mm-hmm. but it's incredible how hard it can get it can, too, yeah. almost like a cement in there. It
1: really. And when that happens it can adhere to the canal wall mm-hmm. and then it can be uncomfortable when it comes off. So I have some a softener that I use that softens the wax like up to 15 minutes and then I can pull it off because, you know, we all have uh, skin that exfoliates regularly. Right. Yeah. But sometimes that wax can get mixed in with the skin and then it, it's hard to come out. Right. And you can cause bleeding. Oh, yeah, that
0: bleeding scares y- people Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, the, the ear canal heals so quickly that it's really not a big deal. But, yeah, it does scare them. Oh, so yeah, we have to really be mindful really of that. Yeah.
0: So that, since we're in that age now of um, health and wellness and how people don't want to take medications unless what? unless they have to. Uh, What are some of the um, natural things that might be able to help keep the ears and hearing nice and healthy? Any ideas?
1: I have yet to find
0: anything. And I know
1: that there is something over the counter, and it can be very expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, About 80% of the people who have purchased it, that I know of in my office, have said they've gotten a refund.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow. So I have not found
1: it, I have not found anything to be really effective at this point. Mm
0: I know we're coming up towards our first break I'm thinking what we might want to do is um, go to our break um, come back talk about a few things see some of your toys and um, continue this great discussion sounds like a play yes In 2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team, Wakaya Perfection, we've helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss to burn off unwanted fat naturally and control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Bula Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours, ButtonsBoutThatKetoLife.com. That's B-U-T-T-O-N-S B-O-U-T-T-H-A ketolif or call at 202-875-3926. Weight loss expectations are approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Doctors in the house, my name is Dr. Darrell Hill, and we are here with Dr. Janice Trent learning more and more about hearing and audiology. And at this point, we're going to just take a moment to um, see some of these wonderful tools of the trade that help people keep hearing. Dr. Trent.
1: So today, I want to start with this telephone, and you, although you can't see the screen, but this is a live caption call telephone. And this is great for individuals who have trouble hearing on the phone because they have hearing losses. So they actually get to see in real time the conversation that they're having with, with someone. Um, and they, when the phone call is over, they have about uh, four or five seconds and they can actually scroll back over, check phone numbers, get names. It's wonderful. This phone costs $240. It is free to anyone who comes in and gets a hearing test. Okay, so this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, And most of my patients are just excited
0: to anyone who comes in for a hearing test and they have a hearing problem yes
1: okay. if you have a hearing loss you are eligible now this is, you have to have internet in your home mm-hmm. but they will come in and install it at no charge whatsoever this is phenomenal because it, people who have he- trouble hearing it just they don't have to say i'm sorry what did you say because if they didn't hear it they can read it on the screen
0: Technology. Gotta love it. Gotta love it.
1: And so, years ago, you had to have a a third person in there. So, you'd have a phone call, there'd be a third person who would interpret and and then text to the individual who was hearing impaired. Now, this is real time. Mm -hmm. So, the caption is is actually transcribing your speech in real time and putting
0: it on the screen. So, besides um, the phone, you just get a regular hookup. That's it? Yep. Nothing else. Right. That's it. It's wonderful. Got to love it. Yeah. You got to love it. You got (laughs) to love it. It's wonderful.
1: Okay. The next one I want to show you is is this is the hottest market. This is the rechargeable hearing aid. It's very nice. It, this is what it looks like. Uh, This is the recharging case, no batteries. So all they do, they take it out and it's on, there's a green light. When you put it back in the case, the hearing aid is turned off automatically so that's phenomenal but the other feature about this hearing aid that's that's just really exciting is that we can now pair it to the telephone your cell phone or and this is called a TV link all you do is plug this into your television and turn it on and every time you walk into the room if the TV is on it goes directly to your cell phone your your hearing aid Hmm. so it's like you're hearing right here on your shoulder. Wow impressive. really impressive because you can hear in both ears so it's done in stereo Mm -hmm. okay so the hearing aids uh, I do the audiogram and then because these are all digital hearing aids I actually download the audiogram into these digital hearing aids and we have to do some adjustments to make sure that it's comfortable for the patient and Mm -hmm. then the hearing aids are actually fit prescribed specifically to match the, the shape of their hearing loss you know we haven't talked about that but people mm. have different kinds of hearing loss you can have a high frequency hearing loss you can have a low frequency hearing loss you can have a flat hearing loss so you have to fit the hearing aid to match the shape of the hearing wow. loss okay this is great technology people love it and what's really nice about this and I know we're going to talk about costs in a little bit but mm. this it comes in economy all the way up to premium and so it's great because everybody can have access mm-hmm. to it okay which is really nice and from
0: looking here it looks very light by the way yeah, not, yeah, too feel heavy. It. not too heavy yeah feel it
1: there you go Pe- that's what people also say wow, wow it's really lightweight
0: this is nice yeah, that's yeah. Nice. and
1: it's also nice because we don't block up the ear completely this is the mm. tube going down the ear and so in many cases the ear canal can remain open so that's really really nice okay the next thing uh is the, uh, the in the ear and this is what everybody always wants they always want the in the ear this is the tiny you can barely see this but it's an in the ear hearing aid um, and if you'll notice, the tip of this is black. And the reason that it's black is because when you look down somebody's ear canal, what does it look like? <laughs> it's dark, right? Black hole. Right. So, <laughs> so that's how we make sure that the hearing aid is not that noticeable. Because it's black at the tip, then people just kind of brush by and they don't, they, sometimes they don't see it. Now, we can get it. As they get larger, we can get them in, a, in, in different, these are complexion colors so we can get in a lighter color or a darker color. So they have different face plates that we can match. And then the different colors, the red and the green, the red and the blue, rather, the red in audiology is always the right ear, the blue is always the left ear. So these are called custom in-the-ear hearing aids, and they're, they're great, they're, they're kind of the nano, they're wonderful hearing aids.
0: And these come in different sizes based they, on the size of your ears as yes, well? Yes, yes.
1: So now these hearing aids, I actually make a custom ear mold with. So I'm going to stuff st- some putty in your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put a cotton swab, and then I'm going to shoot some putty in your ears and let that harden, and then I'm going to take that out. Send a copy of your audiogram along with the, the impression, and this is what we're going to get. Wow. So all of these hearing aids were individually made for, for someone.
0: And most people get one set, or do they have a backup set?
1: Well, most people start with at least one set, okay. and then, you know, after a while they may, as one hearing aid gets older and they're ready for a new one, mm-hmm. they, they'll sometimes buy a second set. Okay okay so that's that and then of course i just this is a slightly larger one i just i didn't keep take this out but this is a slightly larger larger one that you can get okay now one of the latest technologies is called the lyric here it is the lyric (laughs) now this is the one that fits all the way down the ear about four millimeters from the eardrum and it stays down the ear for 12 weeks and every 12 weeks you come back and see me i take it out and put a new one in
2: Hmm.
1: okay Uh, but you have to come back every 12 weeks to take it out now this is really invisible because you can't look you see you can't see it you know from the from the ear from the entrance to the ear okay Uh, really great little expensive but Hmm. people who love it absolutely love it so it's a wonderful now would this
0: one be More appropriate for a certain individual. I notice it's sitting right up against what it looks like the the, eardrum. I should pull it back
1: a little bit. It's only supposed to be about four millimeters from the eardrum. Is it a certain type of hearing loss where that might be more? We can do about 60 dB at Mm -hmm. 500 hertz and Mm -hmm. maybe down to 70 dB. So we can do a a moderate, mild, moderate hearing loss with this one, but we can't do severe severe to profound hearing losses with okay. this hearing aid. Okay, okay but this is great people love it uh, primarily because it's really invisible uh, mm-hmm. they wear it all the time um, and and did but they do have to come back and see me every 10 to 12 weeks to have it taken out and put back in and it is a subscription so every year you have to renew your
0: subscription so that's a little different of well, uh, the ones you have here mm-hmm. i don't know if you're done yet which, mm-hmm. which ones are the more common ones
1: Uh, This has really taken, the the digital hearing aid is really the the Mm -hmm. rechargeable one, because uh, the companies that started out with this did a survey of individuals with hearing loss and said, if we could do something for hearing aids, what Mm. would you want us to do? And they said, get rid of the batteries. Mm. We're tired of the batteries. So here's a hearing aid that has a battery, okay? and people are tired of being at a concert, of being out with friends, and all of a sudden the battery goes out, and they've gotta change the battery. (laughs) So because of that, that's why they came up with the rechargeable battery. So this is is real popular, because people are are delighted that they no longer Uh have to worry about it. And this hearing aid will last uh, 24 to 36 hours uh, on one charge. So that's really great.
0: Is there a certain um, lifespan for that? Five years, in general.
1: Most of the time hearing aids are lasting five years. Now this is, remember I told you this was a custom one that I had to take ear mold impressions. Mm-hmm. This one is a take with. So you can actually just come into my office and it, the hearing aid itself is really tiny. And then I just size the piece. I, I have different size sleeves mm-hmm. and I just snap it in here, pop it in your ear and program it for you. And this wow. is wireless. So that can, you can just walk in and say, hey, I need a hearing aid and I can just put this on you right away. Hmm. And based on the size of a piece, the, the, the sleeve you need, is how we determine them okay. so real popular there good stuff good and stuff then one more thing and here is the you know have you ever met somebody who has a hearing loss in one ear only and their mm-hmm. hearing is pretty good and so what happens is that when they're having a conversation with someone on their bad side they kind of have to mm-hmm. give them their better side right. so this is called a cross and with the cross hearing aid say this is the hear- piece that goes on the bad ear and this is the piece that goes on the good ear Mm -hmm. And what happens is when you're talking on the bad side, it delivers the sound to the good ear wirelessly.
0: That's good stuff. Yeah. So let me just remind the audience, this is a call-in show. For anyone who may have a question and would like to call in, the call-in number is 240-719-2560. One more time, 240-719-2560. Well, I want to thank you for giving us this great demonstration. If there's anything else you want to comment on about these, let's go ahead and do that now. Otherwise, we can talk, talk, talk shop about cost.
1: Okay, all right.
0: So, as we transition, Dr. Trent, why don't you go ahead and just Give the audience your name and any contact information in case somebody wants to reach you.
1: I'm Dr. Janice Trent, owner of Hearing Healthcare Services located in Bowie, Maryland. We're on, Lotsford, um, on Martin Luther King Jr. Highway on the corner of Lotsford Vista Road. We're right next to the Vista Market shopping place. Um, I have been an audiologist for 33 years. I've taught at Howard University for about 13 years, Temple University in Philadelphia for about four or five years before that. And so my focus, my energy, is, is on helping you, the patient, get the best hearing care that you can possibly find. So we'd love for you to give us a call at 301-429-2920. My website is www.HearingHealthCareServices.com. Look forward to hearing from you.
0: Very nice. And, and my, my contact information, 301-497-0401. on the web, laurelmedicine.com, laurelmedicine.com. Let's go ahead and talk prices, let's talk insurance companies, because with me and my patients, that's always been a big issue. It always Uh, is. I feel like there have been some changes, um, because from working with you, it seems like more and more these items might be getting easier to gain access to. So Let's talk about, uh, what. Whatever you want to talk about when it comes to prices.
1: Well you know I think I mentioned to you Blue Cross Blue Shield Federal will pay about $2500 mm-hmm. for a pair of hearing aids mm-hmm. which is great that means you can actually get you might have to pay a little bit more for this one but you can certainly get One of these hearing aids and pay
0: absolutely nothing at all so most of these cost how much
1: they range between uh... three thousand a pair on up to about six thousand a pair Mm -hmm. depending and and the difference is the level of technology that's in the hearing aids so you know so hearing aids and i I need to explain this hearing aids Mm -hmm. are like little computers and Mm -hmm. they have different filters on them that allow you to hear better so your top-of-the-line hearing aid is going to have things like uh it's going to allow you to hear in a normal environment like Mm -hmm. this pretty quiet but when you're having a conversation with someone and there's noise in the room, it's going to focus on your voice, okay. but reduce the noise back here. Then it has something called speech and loud noise, so you're at the stadium now. Mm-hmm. It's really loud. You want to have a conversation. It's going to reduce the stadium noise, oh, wow. but let you hear, okay? It's going to recognize the difference between speech, noise, and noise. Wow. Speech and noise. And so noise, it's going to say, oh, she doesn't need to hear that. Mm-hmm. But speech, we need to focus on this it's going to help you at church, the top of the line ones, has echo. So, you know, high ceilings, reverberant walls Mm -hmm. also cause distortion. And so these hearing aids will reduce that distortion, clean up the sound to make it easier for you to hear. It also has something called speech in car, so that when you're in the car and you're driving and the car noise is here, the passenger over here is talking, people are behind you, these hearing aids will reduce the car noise Mm -hmm. but allow you to participate in the conversations.
0: Are there any um, maintenance costs we should know about?
1: Well, you know, what what I do, uh, I could do an a la carte program, but Mm -hmm. what I typically do is I just charge one lump fee, and Mm -hmm. that's gonna cover you for your warranty period. Mm -hmm. So with the top of the line hearing aids, oh they're going to have at least a three-year warranty that means that once you've paid me for the hearing aids you are not coming back I'm not nickel and diming you every time you come through the office so we'll clean the hearing aids we'll check the hearing aids if we need to reprogram all of that is done I don't, years ago we used to talk about the draw syndrome where people you know said I paid all this money I'm not going to pay her another cent I'm not not satisfied (laughs) so I try to get around that by saying you always can come to the office and Mm -hmm. we can always talk uh, about what's going on with the hearing Sometimes people um, don't like me to turn it up when, I first, when they first get it. So I know the prescription and I should turn it up 100%, but when I turn it up, they're like, well, oh, that's too loud. Right. So then I back it off maybe to 80%. And, but after they've worn it for maybe two or three months, they, they come back and they say, oh, the hearing aid's not loud enough. Okay, your brain has just be, is is plastic. Mm-hmm. and it's become more pliable and now the brain is ready to receive more information so now when i take it from eighty to a hundred percent they say ah this is good i
0: wow. like this so tell me um most people who get these i would think are older most people who are older have medicare is medicare covering this no so?
1: medicare only covers the hearing test oh really uh uh-huh. and it only covers the hearing test when it comes via uh, a medical necessity from a physician
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay so if they come through the door and they don't have and they have medicare and there's no um and i should say that if they come through the door for a hearing aid medicare won't pay for the hearing test okay if they come through the door and you've listed a medical concern for them to have the hearing test Medicare will pay for it. What would that
0: be? Medical concern? What would that?
1: Any any diabetes? Any any medical concern that you have that you are linking to the possibility of a hearing loss? So diabetes, dementia, any of that would be a Mm -hmm. medical necessity, and if you send them through there, Medicare will pay for it.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny sometimes uh, people don't realize they may need something medically. A Medicare just doesn't cover it. Right, it doesn't mean you don't need it. Medicare just doesn't cover right. it.
1: And it, but in this area, one of the nice things is that so many people work for the government, mm-hmm. and so so many people have that bridge. They have Medicare, but they have the bridge to either United Healthcare, to Blue Cross Blue Shield Federal, mm-hmm. to GIHA And if they have that bridge, oftentimes the bridge will pay for hearing. Aids, And so what we do then is we bill for everything through Medicare, but we put a special code on Medicare and we say, hey, we know you don't pay for hearing aids, please send it to the secondary. Right. And then they send right. it through and that's how it yeah. gets
0: paid. And for that's those. important too, that secondary, that other insurance, that right. 20% coverage compared to the 80% of Medicare is, is important.
1: But they'll pay for everything. So they they pay for more than just the 20%. They will right. pay
0: for the whole hearing aid. Um, but I guess what I'm really referring to is most people with Medicare, uh, you got to have that secondary, yeah. uh, which can cover that 100% of things, especially that Medicare doesn't cover. Right. Very You're important. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So one of the things, I don't know if you said it or not, what's the most common cause for, for the kind of hearing issues we're talking about here where somebody might require a hearing aid What's the top three or five?
1: noise exposure uh... a lot of men you know my heart goes out to a lot of the vietnam guys who are now Mm. in their seventies one of the things i discovered was that uh... when they were coming out of the military uh, they were not given exit physicals and so even though they were on the front lines in the artillery uh... and they probably had hearing loss it Mm. was never diagnosed and so as a result they're coming in and, and have this hearing loss that we can probably chase back to the them being in the military. Uh, now, the VA is doing a lot better job of, mm-hmm. of helping to diagnose that, identify mm-hmm. that. And as I said, also a lot of men um, have worked in factories and things like that, high-frequency noise exposure, mm-hmm. which will cause that. Heredity, you know, I, my, one of my key questions is, anybody in your family have a hearing loss? And if there's a line of, of hearing loss in the family, it's, it's a good probability that you have, have hearing loss also.
0: Wow. What are some of your... Um, warning signs that something more serious can be going on compared to what we just talked about?
1: Well, as I said, you know, when, when I get a, when I've got asymmetry, when the, if the hearing test. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, if you've got a hearing loss in one ear, I'd like for you to have a hearing loss mm-hmm. in the other, and it needs to be symmetric. But if it's not symmetric, so if one ear is worse than the other ear, mm-hmm. then that's my flag. Okay, and then also if I'm giving you those words that I mentioned, you know, ball, hat, cat, those loud words, and you cannot understand me in the ear that that's really bad, mm-hmm. okay, that's a, that's a signal to me. I need to send you back to the doctor and maybe you'll do an MRI. But I've got to report that there's some, there's some asymmetry here that it goes beyond just aging
0: ear. Right. One of the things we have not talked about is uh, ringing it in the ears.
2: Oh, tinnitus. Also
0: called tinnitus. Or tinnitus. Or tinnitus. Uh So why don't we um, talk briefly about what that means in relationship to hearing aids, too.
1: You know, I recently put on my website uh, just more emphasis on tinnitus and have been amazed at the number of phone calls I've Mm -hmm. I've received, the the emails and things like that. So uh, in June, I went to the University of Iowa, Mm -hmm. uh, known in our profession for doing some of the major research in tinnitus, Mm -hmm. and I attended a a three-day workshop. Uh, we know that tinnitus is usually, 80% of the time, it's an indication of hearing loss.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so, so if you've got tinnitus, the first thing you want to do is go get a hearing, hearing test. Uh, but it, uh, it, you know, it has a whole bunch of other symptoms. It can be stress. It could be some medications. Years ago, people used to take too many aspirins, right. and that would cause ringing in the ears. um so we know that uh there are many different symptoms i actually have a piece of equipment in my office called a tenometer Mm -hmm. which allows me to do some frequency masking so after i've done the pure tone testing and uh, the basic hearing test then i'm going to put these high frequency emphasis hearing earphones on your ears and i'm going to say tell me i want to match the ringing the buzzing the humming because tinnitus can be an assortment Mm -hmm. of different sounds i want to try to match it so I'll, i'll run this sweep between 250 hertz all up the way, 6,000 hertz, trying to match what they're hearing, Mm -hmm. okay? Because here's the interesting thing about hearing aids. There are times when I can match the tinnitus that these hearing aids come with with what's called a tinnitus masker, Mm -hmm. and I can actually program the hearing aid to mask the tinnitus at the frequency that they're having difficulty. Right,
0: That's incredible. Um, One of the things I do now is make sure I get these patients to someone like you because the tinnitus can really drive people crazy, they can. and at least they have an option to get things better. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, as as patients or people are getting older, besides the hearing aids, any other things that can help help them with the hearing? Aids? Absolutely.
1: Uh, I always talk to folks about when you're going out to dinner, um, or just managing your acoustical environment more aggressively. What does that look like? Uh, You're going out to dinner with friends. Don't sit in the middle of the restaurant, because all that background noise becomes disturbing and, and, and distracting, and you can't understand what people are saying. So better that you get to the wall. Mm -hmm. get a get a seat on the wall don't sit near the kitchen don't sit near the front door and if you're in a restaurant that has a booth Mm -hmm. that's better because the booth will kind of block the sounds for you so those are some basic things Um, here again at a cocktail party with friends don't stand in the middle of the room get to the quiet portion of the room if you want to have a conversation Make sure that the light is on the speaker's face because mm-hmm. that makes it easier for you to read their lips because, you know, people say, I can't read lips. Most people that have hearing loss read lips. and They mm-hmm. read them very well. Um, right. Most of the time, when people come into my office for the first time, I can tell almost the degree of hearing loss based on how intent they are on looking at my lips when we're first talking because that, that'll tell me, okay, they're really not hearing me. They're really relying on the okay. lip reading. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow, good stuff so tell me as an audiologist mm-hmm. can you think of that one patient that comes to mind when i say when and where did you feel like you made a real difference oh. in your profession
1: you know it happens for me about real.
0: once a week mm-hmm. it's,
1: you know I, and you never know where it's going to come up but i have people in tears you know i'll put a hearing aid on their ears and all of a sudden they can hear and tears will come. I had a young lady mm. in she was a fabulous musician. She was a backup singer mm. here in the area. And she had oh we haven't talked about this, sudden hearing loss where you wake up one morning okay. and you just can't hear. Mm-hmm. And she had sudden hearing loss and didn't do anything about it. And wow. she was left with a major hearing loss. And now how old was she? About thirty two, thirty three. Okay. Young. Wow. And so um we had to get hearing a hearing aid because what she said to me was that Trent I can't blend my voices with the singers because mm-hmm. I can't hear on one side wow. so um, I fitted with hearing aids and what was really I, I walked out of the office for a minute to go to another room and all of, I hear this melodious music and she's singing wow. because she can hear herself <laughs> and I'm like oh my goodness this is beautiful that's you know? to you yeah so you know and, and so I, I, I have all my staff recognize People will get up and hug you on the way out. It's not uncommon oh. for people to just hug us. Grateful. Uh, because, here again, this is a, this is a mm-hmm. topic that we don't talk about. Uh, yet it has a major impact right. on people's lives. And so when you, when you do that, uh, they, they, are, they are just convinced. I've had some people come in who were just not in a great mood. You know, They were just really kind of feisty. And, just, and then once we started talking... And mm-hmm. I started explaining to them what was going on and why they were having trouble. And then putting a pair of hearing aids on and they just came back to life. And right. so grateful uh, for the experience, you know. So yeah, that's what I do. And frankly, you know, as I said, I've, I've taught in academia, you know, and mm-hmm. I love that. But I'm doing this because this is a real joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love having a sense of really being able to help people. And I realize that this is something where we're making a major impact mm-hmm. on families' lives, you know, we don't talk about this, but, you know, we, I've got some attorneys. Uh, I've got some professional people who can't hear at the boardroom table. Wow. And um, they need to hear. So they get these little tiny ones and so that they can get back into the game professionally and be able to hear.
0: You know, it's interesting because, you know, we're here talking about something that's becoming more and more of a common issue. And we're at a point now where we can do something about it. And we can do it, I'm going to say, um, more cosmetically, yes. too, because yes. the big issue yep. with um, hearing aids has always been, I mean, if I'm correct, they're, they're pretty big, yeah. and no one wanted to touch them. Right. But now with technology, we, we, we can do something about it.
1: And these also come in many different colors. So they come in black and gold and brown. So, And I typically will match your hair color. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, when you look at your hair, you you just don't see it that often. So very seldom do I match complexion with these hearing
0: aids. I'm always going to go with the hair. And it's interesting, too, besides just the um, occupational, you know, you're living longer now, you're Uh more active, and you're back to work. Now these are helping you continue to be productive, too. Absolutely. And no one talks about that. No one talks about how these are probably game changers when it comes to helping you Be the person you want to be. Sure,
1: hearing loss, uh, depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. isolation—all of that comes with hearing loss. And when we're able to put hearing aids on, we take that away and we get Uh, them back into the game of being able to hear. I I had a gentleman who I put hearing aids on, and he he literally said, "I'm back in the game," because (laughs) he used to go and have breakfast with the guys at Mm -hmm. at McDonald's every morning, but he had stopped because he couldn't hear them, and I put a simple pair of hearing aids on him and he I literally he was like Dr. Trent I'm back in the game because he could go talk trash with right. the fellas but that's what he wanted to do and that yeah. that's fine that's what he needed to do and yeah, I, I'm, I'm
0: being taken back now to when I was a young kid uh-huh. and my vision okay. was, was not so good uh-huh. and I had to wear these Clark Kent glasses and I used to hate those glasses you know I, I was 10 years old I'm, I'm throwing them away yeah I'm hiding them behind the bathtub but I got to the point where, when I was wearing my glasses or contacts and I could actually see, see. the world,
2: uh-huh.
0: I was totally excited. I was like, wow, look yeah. at the world. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I'm thinking about as I get older and if my hearing ever goes away, because you don't appreciate something that, that, that's important until right. it's gone. There you go. There and it's you good go. to know that if that happens There's with some technology, great I'll have some options. Yeah, some great options available for folks.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, as we wrap down the show, I really want to once again say thank you to Dr. Trent for coming. We're going to continue on. We've got a couple more minutes. Anything else you want to share with the audience?
1: Well, just that, you know, hearing is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get distracted by their over-the-counter hearing aids now that you can get. If that's what you need to start with, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's fine if you have a mild, moderate hearing loss. But I would still encourage you to get a full hearing evaluation. Don't go online and get a hearing evaluation online. That's not it, okay? At least, <laughs> uh, at, at, at least come in and get a, an appropriate medical evaluation. Uh, to make sure that that you you know you really just have a hearing loss and we're not talking about any other symptoms Mm -hmm. that you might have medically that really needs follow-up care by a physician first. So just don't assume uh, that just because you have a hearing loss that you that you just need to slap a pair of hearing aids on because that's not always the case.
0: Before I forget too um, there was a time period when I was more aggressive with screening people Uh for for hearing loss what do you recommend um, the average internist be doing in the office when it comes to hearing?
1: At least every three years they should be screening. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one, two, three, and four thousand hertz okay. at 20 to 25 dB. You should, mm-hmm. you should test that. Uh, and if they're not passing, they need to come on and get a hearing, evalu- a full mm-hmm. hearing evaluation.
0: And um, the insurances are covering that too. That, that the screenings, not the screening. No, the through.
1: the full hearing evaluation. Absolutely. Okay, uh, most of, most of all, even if you're uh, below Medicare, even if you're you know you're not 65, most insurance companies now will cover a basic hearing evaluation. Good stuff.
0: Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so come on. Won't in. be long before we come up with a vaccine for hearing loss too. That'd be yeah,
1: nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> speaking of vaccine, you know, the German measles is back. You know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and you know, the concern for that is that. Um, the first trimester, mm-hmm. uh, mothers who contract that, they can have children with hearing loss. You know, and, and, and that was 25 wow. years ago that we had resolved that problem. Right. Okay? And, and now we're looking at it again that mothers could be contracting measles mm-hmm. and possibly uh, passing it on to their unborn child.
0: Now, it's funny because I had that in my notes to talk about in the news, talking about measles or Measles, because m- my understanding is most of it's come back because of not getting immu- get immunized. Yes, sir. Was there yeah. anything else you, yeah, you picked no, up on? No, it's just
1: people not getting immunized. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it's coming yeah, back. Yeah. It's a big deal.
1: And that has a the detrimental effect on children yeah. because these kids are not having mild hearing losses; they are
0: severe to profound
1: hearing losses.
0: Is that uh, irreversible? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, my last child I saw was uh, 25 years ago. She was in high school. Really? Uh, yeah, but and, but there was a whole bunch of them. But because we started the immunizations, mm. we we haven't seen it. But you know, parents <laughs> keep you know, mm. fighting these immunizations, we're going to
0: see uh, a return to that. some of that. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, once again, I want to thank Dr. Trent for coming in and sharing with our audience the, uh, a lot about audiology and hearing and hearing aids, and um, let me just say thank you, and I hope you all pleasure. learned something today. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation.